If you own a SUV or light truck, finding the perfect tire just got a whole lot easier. Let Stevenson Tire show you what the Yokohama Geolander HT Geo 56 can do for your daily drive. Thanks to an advanced all-season compound and unique tread features, it's one of the longest-lasting light truck tires on the road. And not only is it built for exceptional all-weather handling, but it's also designed to provide an amazingly quiet and comfortable ride. All this and a mileage warranty up to 70,000 miles. Check out the Yokohama Geolander HD Geo 56 at Stevenson Tire today. 2411 East Broadway Avenue, Maryville, 983-1621. And see what could be the perfect tire for your light truck or SUV. Tired of your current job? Looking for a career change? Want to stay home in Blunt County? Then check out the many job openings and company career pages FlauntAreaJobs.com. Here you'll find complete job descriptions and an easy application process. Don't waste any more time. Get to searching for your next career. You can find Blunt Area Jobs on Facebook and Instagram. We are Windy City Grill and we brought Chai Town Taste to the 865. Chicago style food and a fun atmosphere. Windy City Grill is a great place to watch your favorite games and enjoy wings, burgers, pizza, and more. At Windy City Grill, we have live entertainment most weekends and cornhole tournaments every Wednesday night. Stop by and see what all the excitement's about at Windy City Grill, located at 2641 U.S. Highway 411 South in Maryville. Best of luck with Trevor's Tornado Trivia. Lunch or dinner is on us for every winner up to $10. Find Windy City Grill on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And we'll see you soon at Windy City Grill in Maryville. West Chevrolet, doing business in Blunt County for 88 years. West Chevrolet is located on the airport motor mile and has been a leader in our community serving the good people of Blunt County for four generations. Whether you're looking to buy new, pre-owned, or get service for your automobile, think West Chevrolet. West Chevrolet is happy to partner with all the local high schools and wishes everyone a happy and safe fall season for your sport. Whether you're a tornado, rebel, mountaineer, or governor, you can find the auto, help, or service you need at West Chevrolet. Reach us at 970-9378 or online at westchevrolet.com. You can also find us on Facebook. We're here to serve the good people of Blount County. We do what we say at West Chevrolet. WKVL 850 AM Maryville and WKVL 100.9 FM Maryville. Whitlock & Company Certified Public Accountants features accounting services for individuals and businesses. Serving Blount County for over 30 years, everything from income tax preparation services to personalized accounting plans for small businesses and large corporations with over 100 employees for a full range of accounting services including payroll processing, bookkeeping, individual and business tax returns, compilation, review, and assurance services. It's Whitlock & Company, PC, 375 Fountain View Circle in Alcoa, Tennessee, 37701. Phone 865-984-1040 or 865-981-9638 or visit Whitlock & Company online at whitlockcpa.com. 
www.thebigfoot.com. El Jimador Mexican Grill, authentic Mexican food in Maryville, Tennessee for the past 15 years. Open Sunday through Thursday, 11 a.m. to 10 p.m., Friday and Saturday, 11 a.m. to 10.30 p.m. El Jimador offers Monday through Friday lunch specials with their 15 minutes or free guarantee. Call your order in at 865-681-6040 and delivery is available. You'll enjoy a comfortable environment while gathering with family and friends at El Jimador Mexican Grill, located at 1705 East Lamar Alexander Parkway in Maryville, Tennessee. El Jimador Mexican Grill, a proud sponsor of Blunt County Sports. We all want our loved ones to be safe. Denso in Maryville is at the forefront of creating technology for safer vehicles while keeping their employees safe with social distancing, face coverings, thermal screenings, and more. Join the exciting automotive market with Denso in a fast, challenging, clean, and safe environment. Starting hourly pay is more than $14 with an increase to more than $15 after 90 days, plus 401k, paid holidays, and vacation. Start your future now. Visit DenzoCareers.com production to apply equal opportunity employer if you have property to sell or you're looking to buy call dwight or sarah price at the dwight price group realty executive associates and they can help with all of your real estate needs remember that no one sells more call 888 sold which is 888-7653 or go to dwightprice.com the right home with the right price Welcome back to the Twin Cities Certified in Maryville Game of the Week. Sorry for the delay, but I was just enjoying that song too much. Uh, here at the halftime show with Scott Dunkel. Trevor Dunkel will be on the headset here in a few minutes. But, Scott, a great half for Alcoa. Could have been even better as they left probably two scores off of the board um, early on and then later on in the second quarter as well. Could have been a 21-0 ball game, but saw some good things as well from Alcoa. I'd love to hear more about it from a statistical standpoint, so I'm going to turn it over to you. Well, thank you very much, Heath. And right, Alcoa should have definitely been up more than what they are right now. little information here on Blackman so far for the um, first half. 11 rushing attempts, negative four yards. Alcoa's been all over uh, Drew Beam, so it's really racked up the negative part, or yardage for him. Two of five in passing so far, 19 yards for Drew. Leading rusher for um, Blackman so far is Andrew Hudson-Jackson. Six attempts on 12 yards. And again, Beam has negative 16. So Blackman seems to be going backwards, but their defense is keeping them in the game. They've had the ball for eight minutes and 41 seconds. Looking at Alcoa, 22 rushing attempts, 115 yards, 5 of 7 in passing, one interception, 58 yards total in the passing game. Uh, most of that came from South Star McCrary. I hope I got that right. 4 of 4 for 55 yards. Leading rusher so far for Alcoa, Ahmad Sankey, 14 carries for 95 yards and a touchdown. Right now, again, Alcoa leading Blackman 7-0. Alcoa had time of 
possession for the first half, 15 minutes and 19 seconds. And Heath, that is pretty much what we've got going on so far this first half. I'm going to have to give you and Marty some uh, Safstar McCrary uh, pronunciation lessons. Um, before we'll work on it. We'll have it down soon. <laughs> but uh, Scott, a, a good game so far. Obviously, we'd like it to be a little bit further out of reach for Blackman. But um, your, what are your overall thoughts for the first half? Um, I'll call it playing much better than what we were expecting in the front line. Um, offensively or defensively, Alcoa is not getting pushed off the ball. They're using their speed to really disrupt Beam and just give him all kinds of fits in the backfield. Not a lot of time to pass, and when he has been able to pass um, one interception, Alcoa got off of him, but his passes just have not been that good, and Alcoa, I think, is getting into his head there. Yeah, and Scott, it almost reminds me of a few years ago when you think about this Alcoa defense. Alcoa um, was at the same rate, but was small, but they were fast. And that was one of the things that really helped them out throughout the season is overcome the maybe size of their defense because of the speed. And I think that's what they're utilizing again tonight. We'll see throughout the season. It will help soon getting Greg Carroll back, but until then you use the depth, you use the speed, uh, and you really uh, put a focus on your linebackers. And you've seen a lot of them have some big game, big time plays tonight. You've even seen them utilize the safety in the box, as you saw Isaiah Cox making his presence felt earlier, and we're certainly thankful that he's okay and he is back in the game. And Hopefully we'll see some more of him in the second half, as I'm sure Al Cole will certainly need him. But, Scott, one thing that was a little troubling to see near the end of the second quarter was the pressure that Blackman was able to get on staff star McCrary. Um, they did well early on, um, do trying to really mix some things up and keep the Blackman defense off balance, but it looks like Blackman started to find some gaps in that offensive line and we're starting to shoot through those. And so hopefully Alcoa is able to make the adjustments, but if there's any team in high school football who does a good job of making half-time adjustments, it's the Alcoa Tornado football team. So I'm sure we'll see some much-improved play on both sides of the football in the second half as an interception, a fumble, and a few other uh, bad plays just didn't quite um, roll Alcoa's way in the first half, but I'm looking forward to seeing that change here in the third and fourth. But, Scott, I'm going to take a two-minute break. When we come back, Trevor Dunkel will be on the call with Scott Dunkel as they will continue this halftime show and talk about some of the scores that you may have missed from last night. We'll be back in just two minutes. Not satisfied with your current pest control service or looking to get that process started? Call Heath Barberry at Common Sense Pest Control, providing outstanding protection of your health and property while delivering exceptional customer service right here in Blount County. Available services include general pest, mosquito, and rodent control, as well as termite protection and much, much more. For personalized service, call Heath Barberry at 865-389-7412 or email info at commonsensepc.com. Again, phone number is 865-389-7412. Also, find them on Facebook at Common Sense Pest Control. And remember, if you want bugs dead, you've got to use common sense. Folks, do you want the best mortgage rate and terms available? Go local. Volunteer Home Mortgage is home-owned and home-operated. We're part of your community. When you buy or refinance with us, you're helping local folks who shop locally too. That's Neighbors Helping Neighbors. Call me to see how your local wholesale mortgage broker can help you get the best possible mortgage rate and terms. I'm Lee Franks, Volunteer Home Mortgage, 865-238-7500. 865-238-7500. NMLS 1641325. Hi, I'm Bob Ramsey. 
and I am running for re-election to represent District 20 in the Tennessee State Legislature. It has been an honor to represent the interest of Blount County in Nashville. The history and development of our community are at the forefront of the decision I am asked to make in the legislature. Throughout my years of service, your calls, emails, and letters have played a large part in the decisions I have made. With your dedicated civil engagement and insight, I have continued to introduce support and pass legislation you have asked for resulting in growth and progress. There is still much to be done, especially in these unprecedented times before us. Proven leadership and know-how is imperative as we address the difficult issues that lay ahead. When I say your choice for your voice, that means I will continue to fight for your choices. I have yet to waver in my commitment to speak for all of Blount County the best way I know how. I thank you and appreciate your support as we continue to move Blount County forward. I'm Bob Ramsey and I approve this message. the Bob Ramsey State Representative District 20, paid for by the committee to elect Bob Ramsey, Bob Ramsey Treasurer Halftime Show. We are bringing on Trevor Dunkel, who will be bringing us the Denso scoreboard. Trevor, let us know about last night and what we got going on today. Okay, uh, so had most of the games last night, obviously, um, and then besides us, uh, Fulton and South Oil are playing tonight. Um, so I'll give an update on Fulton and South Oil game here in a moment. They're getting close to halftime, so hopefully by the time I get done, they'll be at halftime. Um, so some updates on local teams. William Blunt traveled to Maryville last night, and as everyone uh, could have guessed, uh, Maryville uh, destroyed the Governors 49-7. to um, And then uh, Heritage uh, traveled to Lenore City last night, uh, last year, Heritage lost to Lenore City 20-21, to giving Lenore City their only win last year. And Heritage was going into the season with a 25-game losing streak. Last game they had won was against McMinn County back in 2017. Wow. Um, so um, it was going to definitely be an interesting game. Um, but Heritage actually ended their losing streak and won 21-7 to last night. And then Greenback traveled down to uh, Loudoun, um, and that game wasn't even close. Greenback had a great year last year, but looks like this year may be a little di bit different as they lost to Loudoun at 41-0. to And then uh, the Battle of Seymour was postponed last night due to weather, and they played this morning at 10 a.m. And uh, Kings Academy won that 28-21. to and going on to region games, um, we Austin East, who Alcoa plays next week, took their first loss of the season, um, losing to Webb 48-14. to And then Scott Highlanders traveled to Cumberland County um, and lost 20-12. to West Green traveled to Northview, who will play here in a couple of weeks, and uh, Northview pulled out the win, winning 27-17. to and then Kingston traveled to Harriman, and Kingston pulled out on top, 35-12. to 12. And then the Pigeon Forge and Claiborne County game last night ended in zeros as they both uh, in, the, in the game with a tie. And Gatlinburg-Pittman uh, was off this week. They'll be uh, playing Kings Academy next week. 
And then uh, you might want to close your ears for a second, Scott. I already know about this. <laughs> Gibbs traveled down to Halls on Thursday and uh, pushed over the ridge. Gibbs had lost to Halls last year, looking to try to get some revenge. Um, but unfortunately, that didn't happen as Halls won 31 to 17. And I know uh, our cousin, or my cousin, uh, Jessica Kennedy, is, is most likely listening right now. That's her alma mater, so she must be happy about that. Um, and then uh, Farragut uh, hosted Bradley Central uh, last night. Farragut um, scoring late in the fourth quarter, winning that game 25 to 21. And then Oak Ridge taking on Hardin Valley. That game was not close as Oak Ridge won 40 to zero. And then Clinton traveled uh, 15 minutes down the road to take on Anderson County in the Battle of Clinton. And Clinton loses that game 41-6. to And then Dobbins Bennett traveled to Tennessee to take on the Vikings. And Dobbins Bennett won 35-0. to And then a close game between Beach and Powell. Um, Powell won that game 26-24. to And let's see if they have any updates um, on the Fulton South Oil game real quick. Um, about a minute and a half left. Fulton is leading 10-7. Well, good game. Thank you very much, Trevor. We are finishing up. Getting, looks like they're getting ready to get started here. So we're going to finish up here with the Bob Ramsey State Representative District 20, paid for by the committee to elect Bob Ramsey, Bob Ramsey Treasurer Halftime Show. <clears throat> and we'll be turning this over to Marty and Heath. Give us about 30 seconds, and we'll be right back. Yep, it's that time in East Tennessee. Football time in Tennessee. Hello, friends from Twin City Certified Used Cars, Trucks, and SUVs. If you're in the market for a light new pre-owned vehicle, let Smiley Riley and Twin City Certified in Maribel be the choice. Over 600 pre-owned to choose from. It's auto buying made easy. 865-980-2600 or click TwinCityCertified.com. See you soon at Twin City Certified in Maribel. We are back at Goddard Field in Alcoa, and we are almost ready for second half play. In tonight's contest between the Blaze and Tornadoes, Alcoa leads seven to nothing. And what a great picture Stephen Cooper just sent me a blunt press row. And Isaiah Cox, it was not a head injury, as he took the quarterback to the ground, the quarterback's knee came up into the right side ribs of Isaiah Cox. And Stefan is formulating. He's just guessing. This is not a, this is not a medical um, uh, report or anything, but just from the looks, it looks like that uh, Isaiah has sustained some sort of rib injury. We will not speculate any more on that. But the picture that I got was brilliant. And Stefan and his crew do a great job once again. Blunt Press Row he is a touchdown sponsor. And, or not, yeah, he is a touchdown sponsor. Go check his website out if you want to know more and all about Blunt County High School football and sports here in the prep areas and middle school and even down into the grade schools and little leagues. Stefan does an outstanding job. We are almost ready for the second half. This is the Twin City Certified Game of the Week. 
Twin City Certified in Maryville on 411 South. Go see Riley Trap. They will put you in a dependable and certified pre-owned vehicle. And it will be Jet Foley to kick off for the Tornadoes now. As he approaches the ball, we are underway in the second half. It's high, end over end, and looks like it may and does go out of bounds. So that will give the Blaze good field position here to start the second half. Well, Marty, while they get adjusted, I'm going to hand the headset over to Trevor Dunkel, who's going to announce the winner of Trevor's Tornado Trivia. Thank you, Heath. So the winner of the $10 gift card to Windy City Grill is Justin Hauser. He got the answer to the Trevor's Tornado Trivia, which was Blackman's head coach, Kit Hartsfield, played for Coach Rankin at what school, and that school was Riverdale High School. So congratulations, Justin. Congratulations, Justin, and back to the action on the field as Blackman gets ready to go on offense. And it is the quarterback beam in the game still. He fakes a toss and hands it to the back Jackson, number 20. Or is that another back in the game there? That is, yeah, that is Pleasant. And Pleasant didn't get a pleasant greeting from the Tornadoes as they drive him backwards, and it will be a loss of about one on the carry. It'll set up a second and 11. And Heath Rankin was very worried about this big offensive line from Blackman imposing its will on the Alcoa defense. And so far tonight, that's not been the case. Yeah, Marty, I think the size might be a problem, but the speed certainly isn't. Now, as Alcoa's speed has been able to get in the backfield, shoot the gaps, and help disrupt things before they could get going. A good move by Pleasant there with a the spin move, but then Alcoa's right there to meet him quickly after and brings him down to the turf. There's Summerall there. Sankey's back there. Number 30 for the Tornadoes is back there. That is Aaron Davis. And Alcoa just swarming defensively tonight. And this is where Alcoa wants the blaze. They want them in passing situations. As it's now third down and 16 at the 29-yard line. And also uh, I got a text from Steve Stout. It said Stefan even covered Townsend basketball. Nobody's ever done that. So Stefan just all over Blunt County. And uh, my dad, uh, you know, chiming in, wanting to know, uh, you know, who's playing quarterback and yada, yada, yada. But anyways, game underway, and it's going to be Beam rearing back and throwing. He's got a receiver wide open deep. Oh. And the receiver completely let down his quarterback. The quarterback, for the first time tonight, threw a perfectly placed ball. The receiver stopped running, and he goes over the fingertips of his hands, and he was three steps behind the Alcoa secondary. Yeah, Marty, a tremendous throw by Drew Beam, and uh, despite some of the issues we saw from him early, the University of Tennessee baseball commit shows off his arm there, slings it down the field, a beautiful throw leading the wide receiver, the receiver just short-armed it and uh, fell incomplete and now forces Blackman to punt. And the snap is high. It's ran down by the punter and kicked to a fair catching. That looks to be number eight, Camden. Burden. Burden. Yes, thank you, Heath. I got a little tongue tied there. I need some caffeine. I've not had any tonight. And my brain just goes mush. I have to get you some spark. 
I know I had some earlier today, right after we had that big meal. I needed it because that I was really stuffed. And uh, Bryson Jones is doing the the punting for Blackman number eighty three. And Steve Stout just texts me, "Spark, yes, indeedly, doodly," as Ned Flanders would say. As the Simpsons enter their thirtieth year this fall of being on television, thirty first, I believe, and they fake, they give a cross buck back to Isaiah Cox in the game still, even with a rib injury, and he'll pick up two. They tried to go off or misdirection with the sweep reverse or jet sweep one way and back to Cox on a delay the other, and Blackman was at home. Second down eight, 9.49 left to go in this contest. Do you feel safe with a 7 nothing lead, Heath? No. Not on either. Yeah, I mean, I think my, the talent level, there's a difference there, Marty. I think Alcoa definitely has the advantage, but I think that, you know, the sloppy play um, and just some uh, tough things that didn't go Alcoa's way so far, Marty, has lended it to being such a close ball game. Alcoa really needs to try to get another one on the board. Yes, they do, and they give the ball. Actually, it's going to be a quarterback keeper and just very vanilla on the play calling thus far in the second half for the Tornadoes as it will be third down and about four. And this is a situation where you can call just about anything, though, Heath. So a good pickup there by the quarterback from California, Saptar McCrary. Yeah, I would really like to see Alcoa open some things up, move the football down the field, and Spread this defense out. Two receivers right, one left, two backs for the Tornadoes. One is number 44, Taheran Sudrath, and the other is Sankey. Now they'll switch sides, do the two running backs, flanking the quarterback, McCrary, and they leave the ball on the ground. That is the second time they've left the ball on the ground, and the Blaze pick it up, and they're going to score. That is uncalled for when you have an but it's sloppy football, as Coach Rankin, that was one thing that was worrying him to death. The whole game was sloppy play, and that was an unforced error that's going to result in six points for the Blaze. Well, Marty, and this is where Alcoa is going to have to get away from being vanilla. I mean, you, you wonder if maybe they're trying to keep a few things in the pocket, but the last thing you want to do here is lose this football game early on. I think you're going to have to move the football around, open up the offense, and allow your two quarterbacks the opportunity to swing this football down the field. Yeah, and that was that was just awful right there. That was that was it was. Well, and twice now, Marty, you've seen the new quarterback McCrary with some difficulties when it comes to handing the football off. That's two bad exchanges now for Alcoa that have caused fumbles. Indeed, and that fumble resulted in a defensive touchdown for the Blaze who with the PAT now have pulled even with Alcoa 7-all. Let's take a break. Be back in 30 seconds with more third-quarter action with 8.23 left. We're tied at 7 between the Blaze and Tornadoes. Crossover vehicle owners, here's a tire just for you. Stop by Stevenson Tire to see the all-season Yokohama Geolander Geo 55, loaded with premium technology like Yokohama's specially formulated orange oil compound for all-season traction and an advanced tread design for a responsive and comfortable ride. The Yokohama Geolander Geo 55 provides more performance, more confidence, and more value. Check out the Yokohama Geolander Geo 55 today at Stevenson Tire. 
2411 East Broadway Avenue in Maryville, 983-1621. And get more for your crossover. I'm going home and listening to this album whenever this game is over with. Hopefully I'll be in a good mood and we will be victorious. Right now we stand at 7-all with 8.23 left left to go. We will receive this kickoff, and Heath, we'll see who goes out at quarterback this time. I'm assuming it's probably still going to be Safdar McCrary. But Safdar tonight has had two mishandled handoffs, and he's not throwing the ball downfield. It leaves your it leaves your offense very one dimensional, and it allows the defense to really creep up. And eventually, he with what they played offensively with McCreary in the game, you got to look for them to try to throw the the ball over the heads of the defense because right now they're just sucking up the line of scrimmage when he's in the game. Yeah. Now they've got to open some things up. I mean, we've been told this kid has got a killer arm. I'm excited to see it. I think he does. Um, and I'd like to see them be able to get him out of the pocket, allow him the opportunity to put, push this ball down the field, especially when you've got speedsters like Sankey, like Cox, like Braden Anderson, who made a really great grab earlier, and allow them to use their athleticism to move this football down the field. And it will be the kick number, is that number 80? I think he was the last one that kicked for them. That is Evan Russell, five six, a buck fifty, sophomore. And back deep for the tornadoes is Sankey, Jackson, and I believe Cox. It is indeed the trio back for the tornadoes. And Sankey, I think, carried the last one because the short was sh- kick was short. This one's very short. It's going to be handled by the up man who drops the ball and puts oh. it on the turf. And I do believe Alcor retains possession at their 30-yard line. They do, and it was number 23, Summerall, covering the loose pickskin. He was not the one that made the catch or the or received the kick, but he was the one that covered the loose ball. And that could have been disastrous for Alcoa. Alcoa's got to keep their heads right now. They've got to calm down. I know it's the first game, but you know how good you are. You know you're better than this team thus far. Start playing like it. And it is Lunsford in the game now at quarterback. He will be in a shotgun with Sankey flanking his right. He's going to throw a screen quickly, and that will be sniffed out. Broken tackle, a great play. By number 99, Anderson, as he breaks the first tackle, which would have been a loss, and then he's able to scamper outside, and finally he's forced out of bounds at the 44-yard line. So he turned about a three-yard loss into a four-yard gain. A great athletic play that time by Braden Anderson. Yeah, making something out of nothing there by Braden Anderson will help get some positive yardage there for Alcoa, something they desperately needed is to get a little bit of momentum. Let's see if that can continue here on this drive as Lunsford with a good throw, and Anderson an even better play. Let's see if start going downfield and start striking a little bit, and then you can start popping some runs with Lunsford in here. And he throws a quick strike to Jackson, who brings it in at the 41-yard line, and that'll move the chains and be a Dwight Price of Realty Executives first down. Great, good throw, 
better catch by Ronald Jackson. Yeah, I got to step into that more and lead the receiver a little high again by Lunsford, but a good job and great athleticism by Jackson going up, making the catch, and bringing it down successfully. So a Dwight Price of Realty Executives first down, and here come the tornado. You're listening to the Twin City Certified in Maryville Game of the Week. And it's Lunsford with an empty backfield. Actually, it's Sudrath back there with him with two receivers right now in motion. Goes Jackson, fakes it to him. He's going to throw the ball downfield. And he, oh, oh boy, he threw the ball about two feet behind Camden Burden. It was almost and should have been picked off. And this young quarterback, Zach Lunsford, has just got a little bit of nerves going on right now. And, and, and just a little bit off target with a few of his throws, Marty. And that one could have cost him. Luckily, got knocked down. Uh, we'll bring up second and ten, but we'll see if he can take a deep breath and continue to follow through with those throws. You know, nothing else, what this does, it opens up some of those running lanes again. Mm-hmm. And there's two backs in the backfield, Sudras and Sankey with Lunsford. And it'll be Sankey. He's got running room. He's out past the 45. He's finally brought down at about the 48 or 49-yard line. And there's a lot of extracurricular activities after the play, and that's probably going to cost the Blaze 15 yards and a personal foul. It was a pickup of seven on the run by Sankey. You add 15 to that for unsportsmanlike conduct, and that's a big play right now for the Tornadoes. Yeah, I think they got a little upset, Marty, that uh, number 65, Kane Birchfield, was a little hungry and had himself a pancake and uh, made the defense not too happy with that one. Yeah, he blew the guy off the ball right there and onto his back. And that guy got up swinging, and he's, he may be lucky to remain in the ball game. Yeah, I think Rankin wouldn't mind seeing him out. And that's what he's telling the officials right now, and he's not happy. They're going to call it on both people. Wow. Oh, that is, that is terrible. That is terrible. Goodness gracious. They were that's the, surprising. There was a friend of mine one time that said he hated officials, and he's listening tonight. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, hey, hey, get your head back in the game. Let's convert this third down. It's third and three now. 7.23 left to go in the third quarter. We're tied at seven. Alcoy just giving up a defensive touchdown on a missed handoff about a minute or so ago. Clock running again. Alcoy in a shotgun. They have Sankey and Sudrath in the backfield, and Ronald Jackson is flanked way right, right. And they're going to give it to Sankey, and Sankey looks to have the first down. And there's another flag thrown and another flag thrown. And this game is starting to get ugly, and I don't know who this is going to be on, but I guarantee you Rankin is going to be – he's going to be fighting mad if this one's against the Tornadoes. Marty, what happened? It's, 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 it, it was towards the end of the play near the tackle, and I'm not sure if, if – Sankey did anything, or if there's a uh, like a late punch by the Blaze at, at the bottom of the pile, Sankey had the yardage uh, to move the chains. And we'll let the officials, as they pick up the laundry, they're going to talk about it. There was one official two two flags, two, threw two flags. Oh, goodness. And they're going to call it both ways again, so... No, they can't figure it out. That's going to be after the after the play. Regardless, that's going to be a first down. It looks like Alcoa gained the yardage necessary for Dwight Price of Realty Executive first down. But it's getting chippy now, and yeah. the officials better start doing something. Yeah, they're going to have to get that under control quick because it's definitely getting chippy, Marty. I kind of like it, though. <laughs> 
little bit of action on week zero. And they're going to bring the chains out and measure, but from our vantage point, it looked like it was an easy first down, and it is. And that'll be a Dwight Price of Realty Executives first down the ball at the 49-yard line of the blaze. Uh, tornadoes on the move with 7.05 left to go in the third quarter. We're tied at seven. So Alcoa to the line of scrimmage. Ronald Jackson and Burden lined up to the far side of the field, and it is Anderson near side. Alcoa moves left to right. Lunchard back, plenty of time. He looks, he surveys, he looks. Now he's going to tuck it. And he didn't find anyone open. And Sankey's telling him, move, move your legs. Get me the ball. Uh, and Lunchard's going to lose about four yards on the play. And he had plenty of time, Heath. Yeah, he had a lot of time. I think it was having some trouble getting receivers open. He tried to direct one through traffic. You can find an open lane, and that one closed pretty quickly as well. But, Marty, a smarter play that time by the quarterback, not seeing anything open, not trying to force it in there, just having to take one for the team. And Lunsford in a shotgun, second 15. It's going to be a draw to Sankey, who's hit right to the line of scrimmage. He's going to bounce outside. He's got a big hole. He's got a stiff arm, and that's going to be a horse-collar tackle. Do they call horse-collar in high school? I mean, they pulled his shirt completely off off his shoulder pad right there. Regardless, it's a 22-yard gain and a Dwight Price first down or Dwight Price of Realty Executives first down at the 31-yard line of the Blaze. But if he didn't grab his, his collar right there and yank him down by his jersey, he's gone. Yeah. Yeah, good job by Sankey making something there happen, Marty, as he was stuffed in the backfield, but able to bounce out, get to the outside, find a crease, and take off. A really good job by Sankey and a Dwight Price of Realty Executives first down for the Tornado. Reminded me of an old Tony Dorsett run. Sankey with the give again, off tackle left. He's got room as they pinch the end over on the left-hand side, and Sankey very close to another first down as he gets down near the 22 or 23-yard line of the Blaze. And time of possession now is starting to really become a factor for the Blaze defense. As we'll, I'll check it here momentarily. We'll give it to you at the end of the series. But Alcoa probably two to one now in time of possession here tonight at Goddard Field. Five twenty-five now left in the third. It is uh, sinking in. With Lunchford in the backfield, there's two receivers very close on the right, and Lunchford's going to roll right. He's going to throw. He's got a receiver. Good throw. He just threw it away. It was covered. Alcoa's wanting pass interference, but there was none. And Lunchford uh, just threw it away. Good, smart play by the sophomore quarterback. It'll now be third down and two, and that's what you do. There out there is showing the poise that the young man showed as a freshman last year. Now you go and you, you pick up the first down on this play, or – two-down territory. But I'll tell you this right now, he, Al Coy in short-yarded situations offensively hasn't looked good tonight. Yeah, Marty, just some vanilla play calls, as you mentioned. Probably trying to keep some things safe. It's only week zero. Don't want to show too much, and you can't blame them. But really having some trouble with those plays. And, uh, and Blackman's done a really good job of bottling Alcoa up. Alcoa tries to get something here on Thornton. 
third and short, Marty, and it looks like it may be a penalty on the Tornadoes. Yeah, indeed, and um, that'll cost them if it is. Yeah, it's going to be at least – it's going to be five yards. Instead of third and two, you got third and seven. Once again, there's that early season mistakes that kill you. So you go from the ball at the 23. Now it's back to the – actually, I say count that one. That's back to the 28. So third and seven, and you may have to call on lunch for now to complete a pass. And Rankin's wanting to talk about it. He's going to take a timeout, his first of the half, with 5.04 mark in the third quarter as we are tied 7-7 between Blackman and Alcoa. And we'll be back with more third-quarter action after this 60-second break. We are Windy City Grill, and we brought Chi-Town Taste to the 865. Chicago-style food and a fun atmosphere. Windy City Grill is a great place to watch your favorite games and enjoy wings, burgers, pizza, and more. At Windy City Grill, we have live entertainment most weekends and cornhole tournaments every Wednesday night. Stop by and see what all the excitement's about at Windy City Grill, located at 2641 U.S. Highway 411 South in Maryville. Best of luck with Trevor's Tornado Trivia. Lunch or dinner is on us for every winner up to $10. Find Windy City Grill on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And we'll see you soon at Windy City Grill in Maryville. We are back at Goddard Field with Alcoa at the Blaze 27-yard line, but actually 28-yard line, but it is third and seven. Need to complete a pass or at least get it close enough where they can go for it here on fourth down. I was talking to you about the time of possession and it possibly being two to one. It is indeed that. Alcoa has held the ball now for 20 minutes and 31 seconds while the Blaze of Blackman have only had the ball for 10 minutes and 29 seconds. The only problem, it's 7-7. Seven to seven. Defensive touchdown off a missed handoff for the Blaze tied the score this period. 5-0-4 left to go. Alcoa takes the field with third and seven from the Blaze 28-yard line. It is still Zach Lunsford in at quarterback. He is in shotgun. He's got two receivers to his left and... That is Cox and Burden, and then he's got Braden Anderson down here near side to his right. And it's going to be a cross-butt give to Sankey, and Sankey just reads his block, turns it up field, gets to the – and there's a ball loose, but there's no way that's a fumble, is it? All right, it looks like instead of stopping his forward progress, they let the play continue. Sankey lost the football. And Blaze have fallen on it. So another turnover for the Tornadoes and Blackman with an opportunity to take the lead. And there was also a penalty on the play, illegal motion by the Tornadoes. So even if he would have, whatever yards he would have got would have been negated. So regardless, uh, unless they could have done a coffin corner or downed it inside the five, you know, whatever. But that was another questionable call by the officials. He was easily stopped at the 25 and was pushed backwards. The ball came loose from the, the beanbag that the officials throw at the 29. So you would think after somebody's been pushed back four yards, dead ball. 
Not so. Beam and a shotgun now for the Blaze. He looks. He's going to look downfield. He throws. It's going to be picked off. It's going to be picked off. And there's going to be room to run now for Ahmad Instant Sankey. He will set the Tornadoes up at the 26-yard line of the Blaze. Beam has not thrown the ball accurately all night. And right there, he hits a maroon jersey who returns it some 30 yards to give Alcoa a great field position once again. Well, Marty Beam, again, as we mentioned in the pregame show, 13 touchdowns last season to 10 interceptions. Really threw interceptions almost the same rate he threw a touchdown. Tonight, he's already got two in his first game of the season. So, struggling to find the open man, Alcoa capitalizing on it, and the Tornadoes were really losing some momentum there. Marty, I think they just got it back. They did indeed. Lunsford back in the game at quarterback, a new running back in the game. Brown, and it's going to be thrown up, and touchdown! Braden Anderson goes up over the defensive back. A beautifully thrown ball. Alcoa into pay dirt for another blunt press row touchdown. Huge. How about the throw, Marty? What a great throw by Lunsford, putting it up in the air, putting enough under it to allow Braden Anderson to get into the end zone and go up and make a play. He's got an athletic receiver. He knew what he was doing, and a touchdown, and the first touchdown thrown of the season for the sophomore. Incredible play right there, and set up by the interception by Ahmad Sankey. Well, while Jeff Foley's getting ready to kick here, and he does, he gets the snap, the kick is up, the kick is good. We'll get a, a secret safe place for newborn social media shout-out to David and Angela Householder and their dogs, Lady and Honey, listening to the game tonight. They just got done finishing dinner, and now it's time for dessert. And for dessert, an Alcoa touchdown, and the Tornadoes taking a lead. David, we hope you guys are enjoying the broadcast so far. Thanks for tuning in. We're going to take a 30-second break. We'll be back in just a moment. Back to the old to-do list again. Let's see. Climb Mount Lacotte? Done. Snorkeling with the dolphins off the coast of Florida? Done. Barreling over Niagara Falls? <laughs> nah, too risky. How about rediscovering Cades Cove in the Great Smoky Mountains National Park? Hmm. Easily drive or hike to view the scenic mountain beauty and wildlife. I'm downloading the Cades Cove app at cadescoveapp.com today. Money to take the reins there. Welcome back to the 100.9 FM Rocky Top Sports Radio Twin City Certified in Maryville Game of the Week. He's Uncle alongside Marty Millsaps. And uh, uh, Marty, a big time touchdown for Tornado to finally take the lead, something they desperately needed. Hopefully, we'll give them life and give them momentum and keep it their way as they finish this ball game out. 4.33 left. Alcoa on top. 14 to 7 have not given up an offensive touchdown to the Blaze all night. And the Blaze, uh, uh, you know, it's a three-year starter at quarterback. He has got that slow, deliberate wind-up that Tim Tebow has, which gives the defensive backs plenty of time to adjust and and break on the ball. And then when you don't throw anywhere near your receivers, it's even easier to pick off. Oh yeah, for sure. So, may just want to consider maybe just playing baseball in the spring. <laughs> and the kick's high, end over end short. They'd be fielded by the up man, 
That is number three. That is Todd Lark, 5'10", 168-pound senior. And it will be Alcoa on defense and the Blaze back on O, and we'll see who they send out at quarterback. they got to they figure something out because their offense is non-existent. I mean, it, it, it hadn't shown up yet. It hadn't got off the bus. Well, losing Malone, Marty, have certainly a big loss in the backfield. And then Beam really just kind of struggling early on. One of the things Coach Hartsfield talked about is, um, you know, with the pandemic, obviously you lose a little bit of time to preparation. You lose 12 spring practices, some time for that's really big in regards to development and uh, uh, strength and conditioning-wise for these players. And so it's taken them a little bit of time. Trevor noticed earlier on, Marty, a lot of them on the sidelines stretching. You have to imagine the heat is playing a factor as well. And that'll cost them five yards as the, the the right tackle takes off downfield. He was going to go after one of the linebackers. It looks like it's going to be a run to the left. Instead, it'll be a five-yard penalty for false start on the Blaze, and that'll make it first and 15. And you do not want, with this Blaze offense, to be behind the chain. Now a first in 15 is Bean now under center. One set back. He's got two, a, a tight end and a wing to the right. It's going to go to the right, and Alcoa sniffs it out. They have done their film study for this game. They knew what was coming right there, and that's another loss for the Blaze all the way back inside the 20 at about the 19-yard line. Yeah, met in the backfield by the duo. Solomon, <clears throat> Slicem, Dyson, Tyson, and Zane, insane in the membrane, Bonham. <laughs> Big time hit by those two young men. Yeah, it was. They were all over that. Now it's second down and 20 for the Blaze. Once again, still behind the chains, and you cannot operate this offense having to pick up big chunks of yardage. No, At least no, no. they've not shown tonight that they could do so. Alcoa just gets the backfield so quickly, Marty. The only time that they really had any kind of offense was when the receiver dropped the wide-open pass that would have been a touchdown. And it's going to be a quick timeout, and it's going to be taken by the Blaze. They were slow out of the huddle. The play clock was running out. Let's take a timeout. It's a Lloyd's Lawn Care timeout. We'll be back in 60 seconds with more third-quarter action after telling you Alcoa leads the Blaze 14-7. West Chevrolet, doing business in Blunt County for 88 years. West Chevrolet is located on the airport motor mile and has been a leader in our community serving the good people of Blunt County for four generations. Whether you're looking to buy new, pre-owned, or get service for your automobile, think West Chevrolet. West Chevrolet is happy to partner with all the local high schools and wishes everyone a happy and safe fall season for your sport. Whether you're a tornado, rebel, mountaineer, or governor, you can find the auto, help, or service you need at West Chevrolet. Reach us at 970-9378 or online at westchevrolet.com. You can also find us on Facebook. We're here to serve the good people of Blunt County. We do what we say at West Chevrolet. in Alcoa as we have the Blaze in a second and 20 situation. They try to run a reverse and Alcoa is in the backfield and hanging on for dear life and he will be gang tackled and it's another loss for the Blaze 
as the ball will be all the way back to the 10-yard line. They've got to get to the 39 for a first down. So if you've got something in your bag that you can draw up for third and 29, let me know. Yeah, it looks like Blackman's starting to wear down, and Alcoa's just getting started. And they've got a lot of depth, and they do a really good job of rotating their players in and out. They condition their players very well, and they are always able to last four quarters if needed. But here comes Blackman, Marty, in a third and forever. And we'll see what Drew Beam can do with this offense. He's got two receivers right, one left. They move right to left. He's going to do a, uh, just a screen pass, and it will be blown up. And guess what? Loss of yardage on the screen pass. Mm-hmm. Two more yards back as they will mark it. I guess they're going to give him his forward progress to the nine. But still, it'll be fourth down and 30, and Al Kors should get good field position. And you could really put a nail in the coffin if you could take this next series and stick it in the end zone. And if I'm if – I'm, Coach Rankin, Zach Lunchard, my quarterback on the next series. Well, and Marty, the Blaze better be careful here. Alcoa's gotten to him a few times and almost blocked his punt. Yeah, they have. They're only going with about three men rushing, though. Everybody else has dropped back, and, and they're waiting to punt at the 35. The punter oh, drops goodness. it, and he does get it away. It's going to take a Blaze bounce, and it's going to end up being a decent punt. as the He dropped the snap, chased it down, and the fact that he's a rugby-style kicker helped out as the ball is down at the 43-yard line of the blaze. Alcoa, though, does have good field position, and they've got to be wearing this defense down, Heath. They've been on the, the, the field now for almost, I'm going to guess, about 25 minutes of the contest. And I'll tell you momentarily. And the blaze have had the ball 13 minutes. And 36 seconds. And Alcoa, 22-24. So they are definitely wearing them down. And Lunsford is your quarterback. He's got a wing. He's got Cox that's getting the ball on an end around. And Cox has got room. He's got one man to beat. He gets past him. He's gone. He is in pay dirt. The big maroon rectangular box. Marty. And another six and another blunt press row touchdown. Looking more like Isaiah Theoleta Cox as he was breaking tackles left and right and getting himself into the end zone. He would not be denied. An incredible play by that young man. And when Coach Rankin says he's special, he means it. Yeah, he does. And you could tell there by the arm tackles uh, that when they did get around, they tried to arm tackle. You could tell their defense is winded. Yeah. And this is not a typical August Friday night football game. It, you know, the temperature was about 78, 77, 78 degrees at kick, and it's probably about 74, 75 right now. So, and it's also 21-7, Alcoa with a minute 27 left. Let's go to a 30-second break. We'll be back with more after this message. El Jimador Mexican Grill, authentic Mexican food in Maryville, Tennessee for the past 15 years. Open Sunday through Thursday, 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. Friday and Saturday, 11 a.m. to 10.30 p.m. El Jimador offers Monday through Friday lunch specials with their 15 minutes or free guarantee. 
call your order in at 865-681-6040 and delivery is available. You'll enjoy a comfortable environment while gathering with family and friends at El Jimador Mexican Grill, located at 1705 East Lamar Alexander Parkway in Maryville, Tennessee. El Jimador Mexican Grill, a proud sponsor of Blunt County Sports. 